Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney, are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 277. I'm your host, Blaine Putvey, and I'm joined now by my co-hosts, Treg Wilson. How you doing? And a special welcome home to our conquering hero, Matt Smith. Good evening, guys. Good to be back. We've missed you. I missed you guys, too. Missed the draft. Saw how much fun you guys had and uh, the people you were able to meet and uh, a lot of the pictures and the drinks and everything. And it looks like it looked like it was a fantastic time. And uh, I wish I could have been able to be there. But uh, unfortunately, uh, I guess uh, the career comes first. And uh, yeah, I Marty St. Louis sends his regards. Yeah, I couldn't get out of the desert. Right. So it is what it is. But uh, maybe next year hotels are booked for Nashville. So uh, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully that's a good. Hopefully that's a good start. Well, if if anything, at least we'll have a few days of uh, debauchery on right. Broadway. Right. Definitely looking I'm forward bu- to that. I'm buying cowboy boots for everyone. <laughs> okay. Berkeley Def- pink ones. I definitely hope. definitely looking forward to that. They'll all be three sizes too small and pink. <laughs> well, at least they'll match my pants. If you wear pants, uh, are chaps are, are chaps are chaps pants? They're hat. They're assless. There you go. Well, that's that's like saying a red apple. I mean, it's just chaps are always assless. So why <laughs> call are, them assless chaps? But there are green apples. There are, and there are chaps with a butt, but those are called leather pants. Chaps are technically pant protectors. That's right. But they're not protecting the parts you would want to protect, I, I guess. I don't, we'll find out when I wear them to the draft. Perfect. Uh, broke back draft. <laughs> That's going to be quite the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It's going to happen. Uh, all right. So this episode, I mean, there was a few things that happened over the week. Uh other than Matt finally coming home and saying, "Hey, I'll join you guys," because the ratings were low, and I'll, I'll pump you. I'll pump your tires. I'll do my best. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's been a bunch of stuff that's happened. Uh, a new captain, a Primo signed a contract. Uh, there's some controversy around the captaincy and the Canadians' jerseys. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to put a little bit of news. We'll go through the news first. The biggest piece of news, which I think will impact the team for the years to come. Jonathan Drouin changed his number to number 27. It's clearly, clearly he's doing it to be a Kovalev. It has nothing to do with the fact that that's the number he wore in junior, like you said, or, or in midget triple A. I think he's just going to start. I think he's going to start hitting people like Romanov. I think that's what it is. Or he's going to disappear like Alsner, one or the other. I don't know, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's uh, putting up the numbers he put up for the uh, for the Mooseheads. Was he 27 in Tampa? I think so. Yeah, 
because he was 72 at his press conference when he first joined the Canadians. And then he switched it to 92 to start the season. And then, yeah. Uh, I, I tweeted he's fighting his inner Kovalev. I know, Blaine, you tweeted something, and someone said you can't compare him to Kovalev. Yes, that's exactly what any of us were doing. Uh, but yeah. technically, you could because he had all has all that skill. He just doesn't like using it all the time. Often, yeah. Which, which is what Kovalev did. Kovalev could have scored 150 points a season if he really wanted to. See, but yes. with Kovalev, he would do it once every five games, but whereas Drew is doing it once every five years. Right. Hey, if he wants to dangle around somebody and then drop a shoulder during a Leafs game, I'm, I'm all for it. If he does that opening oh, night, yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> Listen, yeah, as you're interested in the prize, editor and Leafs said the Leafs, this, this version of the Leafs is the best team ever created in the billion-year history of the Earth. Yeah. Sounds like an Absolutely. article. Sounds like an article worth reading. Oh, it's wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a better team than those two back-to-back cups that Tampa had. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Telling you, totally. Winning playoff series doesn't mean shit. Apparently, I'm, I'm telling you. This team that they put together this year is the greatest team ever assembled in the billion years of history. Who's the starting goalie there? Matt Murray? Uh, Hey, two-time Stanley Cup winning Matt Murray. Don't forget that. Not not can't stop a beach ball from Ottawa, Matt Murray. It's the two-time Stanley Cup winning Matt Murray. Yeah, not the sent down to the Belleville Senators, Matt Murray, you know. Poor guy looked like a damn cancer patient when he was sent uh, sent down. Like he was just so, he was so thin and deflated, and it looked like he, he not only was his body broken, but his spirit looked broken getting set down there. Like imagine, imagine what it is now. You know, honestly, uh, he probably feels a lot better. He probably looks a lot better. He he might actually do well. Yeah, he just has ish. to carry. He just has to carry the team past a first round that no one's done in seventeen years. 18. Whatever. <laughs> At this point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, that's the difference between voting and not voting. At this point, it doesn't matter. You know who got past the, the first round in the past 18 years? Every other team. Except even Florida has now. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to think, is there a team that did not get past the first round since the Leafs have? No flow. Seattle. Oh no, Seattle. Florida did last year. Yeah, and Buffalo's actually won a series in the last eighteen years. They haven't won. They haven't made the playoffs in ten. But they won a series. But they won a series within Seattle, eighteen Seattle, years. Wait, Seattle has won a series. Though. No, no. I mean that one year they've played. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle's played more seasons in the NHL. Then Toronto has playoff wins. Well, playoff series and that sucks. Eighteen years. (laughs) That. Well, I I mean, who can argue with editor and Leaf? No, seriously, who can? Because they won't listen. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from the Drouin talk and the number, and hopefully he does well. Please God stay healthy because trading him at the deadline would be uh, <laughs> basically what what's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> Caden Primo signs a three year deal, and it's a one way three year deal. Yeah, so he gets his money no matter. He's also waiver exempt, so they don't have to waive him when they yeah. put him into the AHL. So basically, he's going to get paid eight hundred and some odd thousand dollars to play in the AHL. That's basically what it ends up being. Yeah. But to me, that that shows that um, they're taking it, – it's a little bit of a gamble, but it, it shows that they think that he's capable of becoming an NHL player. That and they're unsure what's going to happen with Allen. So, I mean, I, I know they're in – what was what did I read? They're not in extension talks. They're in option talks that they're well, hoping according to, to extension talks. Talks. According to Kevin Weeks, 
According to Kevin Weeks, they are talking in extension. Yeah. According to Elliot and, Friedman, they're talking about options about an extension. So it depends on who you want, want to believe. It's the same. I fully thing. expect to and see they, Kevin Weeks' head to pop up now. Or part of his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right, right behind Matt's chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's gonna especially he's a, gonna be a, a three year a three year commitment, um, but it's not breaking the bank. And if he performs well and and is able to surpass for now surpass Montembeau to become the uh, the backup in the NHL, we'll see what happens. But uh, right now he's he, he had a very good playoff. He had a very good playoff with Laval, and you're hoping that that's the primo that you see to start the year. And then what he's going to look like at training camp, as opposed to how he looked for the Canadians this year. But Canadians didn't really have a team to put in front of them this year either. So I'm going to kind of cut him some slack. But that level, we know he we know he has it in him. He just needs to find that next level when he gets to, to the NHL. And we've been saying that now for a couple seasons. He, he's a great AHL goaltender. His numbers in the AHL are very good, even yes. in the regular season. Uh, it's just besides those first two games he played three seasons ago, he hasn't done much of anything in the no. NHL. Like, he he's not. And I think the playoffs is kind of what saved them. Is what made them. You know, um, he needs to. He needs more time. He needs a full season in Laval. Uh, to play without being yo-yoed up and down, you know. So what the Canadians need is a healthy Allen, a healthy Montembeau. God knows what's going to happen at the trade deadline. I don't know. I mean, there's talk of Allen's extension. There's talks of whatever. Uh, however, I mean, if they can get a haul for him at the deadline, go right. for it. So if Primo may come into the NHL then, or they may just trade – do what they did last year and trade for another uh, goaltender like they did with uh, the Hamburglar there. Right. Um, no, say, really, no. Oh. Yeah, and if they do trade Allen, what, who's to say they don't bring back some goalie under contract for the rest of the season yeah. as well, just to yeah. fill a spot? Right. Yeah, like like a Louis Domingue or like a third string goaltender with whoever that's not getting any ice time, like like Hammond was doing in Minnesota. So yeah. Um, yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It depends on how the season goes. I mean Yeah, and did players, they bring they brought back Kevin Poulin on an AHL yeah, deal? Yeah, yes. Kevin Poulin signed to an AHL deal. Yeah. Right. So and, and he was very good for them down the especially when he came out from Trois Rivières. He was very good for them and, and I, I think that having having him there as the backup will be good for good for Primo. He actually started the playoffs for Laval. That's how right. good he was playing. And then yeah. he lost the game. They put Primo in, and then he ran with it. Right, but maybe, but, uh, but maybe seeing that they gave him a three-year contract extension, that might be a well. Just to say, I, like, hey, the team believes in me. They gave me a little bit of. They gave me extra extra term. Or they gave him enough time for Dobes or Dechow to that, uh, that start as well. getting ready yeah. to. Uh, yeah. But that's going to be in that's going to be in his head because he can see yeah. that these other goalies within the system are, are taking the next step, and he's going to do the same, or he's going to get stepped over. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, give him the year. Mm-hmm. Just leave him down there. Let him mature because he's shown at the NCAA level he had really really good numbers. Then he moved up to the AHL. Then he started putting up really good numbers. But they rushed him to the NHL because everybody, literally every other goalie under contract was hurt. Right. And they had actual ECHL players on the roster playing in front of them. So it's not really not conducive to a winning atmosphere. Like even the year that he came up and he played those two games, he was one and one with a 931 save. Yeah, and he, he did really well in that one loss against it was Colorado. Colorado, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're they were a freaking powerhouse team even then. So yeah. yeah, and that was his first game, so first ever NHL yeah. game. Nerves were probably there. Um, he didn't look too bad to start the next season. I think he played what nine games. I think the next season, but four. Uh, but four. 
four. Uh, he didn't look too bad in his first game, but then it kind of all went. But then again, Montreal was wasn't the same team. I think that's the year they went to the Cup, but still in the regular season they weren't a great team. Um, and then last year was just a disaster all around. So yeah. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Give the guy a season. Keep him in the AHL. Don't rush him up. See what he can do. Now, speaking of disasters, we're going to move on to the uh, Jersey sponsorship. Scandal. I thought you were going to start talking about editor and leaf again. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's pretty much understood. Okay, but this, gotcha. uh, <laughs> these, uh, these, I don't know how to say it nicely, but this trash that they're putting onto the jerseys, I, I absolutely despise the ads on the jerseys for a couple of reasons. One, don't do that. Just don't put ads on jerseys. I, that's how I feel. Now, I understand it's a revenue stream and it's a capitalism at its finest and hockey revenue, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But at the very least, why not take that RBC logo, which is all blue and yellowing, just does not fit with the jersey. Why not just make it red and white? Leave the logo itself in yeah. white. And there is a background. picture that's going around. Uh, you, there is a picture that's going around Twitter right yeah. now. And I think it looks. I think it looks good. I still would rather without. Yeah. But it's not as much of an eyesore as it. Distance, right? So. Exactly. I personally could care less about the. It's, it was. We knew it was coming. We knew it was going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen to every team. I know everyone's going on. Well, Evan not. Evan eventually going to do it. All 31 teams are going to have it. I do believe it should have been done better, like maybe on the bottom of the back of the jersey, like we had when we were kids. Uh, or like you said, the white in the background. Because now, where are you going to put your patches for, say, the Stanley Cup playoffs? Or for the, you know what I mean? Like, where are those patches going to go? Underneath. They're going to put them underneath. And it's going to look uh, horrible. Um, I don't like the patch itself. I Do I think advertisements should be on jerseys? No, I'm not a fan of it, but to be honest with you guys, it affects my life 0%. And uh, I really don't care. It's like the advertisements on the helmets. I would believe after about 15 games, you're not even going to notice it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think why it really couldn't they just put them on the pants instead? They could have put it anywhere. Like to me, it's just where what that it, is the only thing that kind of. What it comes yeah. down to is they want these guys to be in front of the camera. And yeah. a lot of the shots you're going to see, it's from, it's from the logo up. So the more that they can show that off, um, yeah. the better for the league. Um, flat cap. They're they're blaming all this. They're blaming it all on obviously COVID and and everything else. We knew that they were coming eventually, and and this True. was something that um, that Batman had talked about and and other league officials had talked about. It was it was it was coming. We knew it was going to come. I, I kind of agree with Treg. It doesn't really bother. It, it bothers me. I don't want them on the jersey, but. At the end of the day, there's nothing that I can really do about it other than not getting it on my jersey when I buy a new jersey, which is going to be an option exactly. if you buy one, which I like that they did that. And then they put they put um, kind of a bonus on that if you do. So for each official jersey sold our, with the RBC logo that's sold – they're going to donate $20, $20 to the uh, Canadian Children's Foundation. And it's only if you buy them in person from the Tidikalao store. Correct. Correct. Right. So I like I like that. However, yeah. it's going to be an option for anybody else that doesn't want them. And I, and I can see a I'd lot rather... of people that aren't that, – and I can see a lot of people that aren't going to want them. I, yeah, I for those who don't want the jersey, jersey. – yeah. Yeah, and for those who don't want that logo on their jersey, when they order the jerseys, just order them without and then give $25 to the children's charity. Exactly. So I'm going to do. I have to go get a C and put it on Suzuki, my Suzuki jersey. So. Did you paint a C on, on Suzuki the dog? No, I could do that. Though. You should. I did today. From all the, from all the news. I told her, you're a captain now. <laughs> look at me look at like, you are the you are the captain now as as long as they're they're saying that this could bring about a hundred million dollars in the league and if this if this turns into 
the cap going up and then just that logo being there because we don't know how we know it's a multi-year deal with RBC. We don't know how many years that that's going to be. Um, if they can keep it just to the one and it doesn't start looking like uh, jerseys in Europe, I can live with it. The, the a big reason for this, and I, I read this on Twitter, is NHL in the United States has dropped below the major uh, major soccer league, the MSL or MLS or whatever they call it. Uh, they drop below them in uh, attendance and uh, viewership. So the league, and if you really look at it, the highest paid NHL player is like a mid level NBA player yeah. when it comes to pay. So yeah. they're they're. There's a lot of reasons why they're doing this. Of course, the fans aren't going to like it. Of course, they're not going to. I mean, if you look at the premier of soccer, it's the ad and then the little tiny logo is kind of something. It's the other way around. It's the big sure. ad across the shirt with the little logo. Uh, I don't see and us that's ever what going scares that people. Way. I don't see it ever going that way. Uh, I don't think there should be multiple ads on the jersey. I mean, if they want to do another ad, like you said, Blaine, put it on the pants. Or the skates. Well, I mean, they already have stuff on the skates because it says Cooper or CCM or whatever right. the hell you're going to wear. Um, it should be maybe but, an option for, say, the lower budget teams. If they want to put one on the pants or something like that, it shouldn't be a necessity, right? I I would say within two years, every team's going to have one. Yeah. yeah. Edmonton's just waiting for someone who's willing to actually give them money to put something on their jersey because right now, it's you know it's Edmonton. Be, who goes it'll there it'll probably be rogers rogers yeah. or alberta oil fields <laughs> <laughs> something bulk oil yeah um <laughs> so yeah like i see the big debate on there and everyone lose their mind over it and i'm just like i don't understand why you're so angry it's you're you're literally yelling at a cloud so uh i like full of money Right. Some, some, some people are taking it a little too extreme, like saying like, well, I'm pulling my money at RBC or I'm doing this or I'm doing this. It's like, no, you're fucking it's not. Right. right. But you're not going to do that. Uh, I did. But right? not because of this. It's because RBC's <laughs> if, deals suck. If they wanted to, you know what they should do in it, now, if you only can see, if you open up a new account, it should give you a Jersey. It's a marketing. And then I'll right close now. the account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you it's like at every jersey from other every player. Uh, and then you say to them, then you say to them, oh, can I get it without the logo? Like what they do at Trek All Our Place. <laughs> and they'd be like, sir, please leave the bank. <laughs> and where are your pants? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I did it again. Again? Jeez, every time. <laughs> I was told the chaps were pants. Forgetting. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to put those on in the front. You know, right. you don't want the hole in the front. Right. Actually, there is a hole in the front with chaps. It's just it's just on your legs. <laughs> you are going to get a chapped history lesson when we go to that. <laughs> oh, you're going to get chapped, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look out, Johnny Cash Museum. We're coming. <laughs> actually, yeah, I, it's actually one of the stops I want to go to. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> are we are we close to Elvis's uh, place? There is that close to Nashville? I know it's Memphis, but how uh, no. far is Memphis from Nashville? No. No, it's a few that's, hours. That's, yeah, I don't know. In the movies, you can drive across the United States in like an hour and a half. So I don't know how far <laughs> things are. It's a little bit of a walk. Yeah, Graceland's uh, not close to Nashville. Oh, okay, I was just wondering. I'm cool. I don't need to go. I'm not that big of an Elvis fan. Yeah. No, me neither. I just thought it'd be neat to go there. Is that the toilet he died on? That's cool. <laughs> Where do you keep all the underage wives? There's the guns. Well, they're everywhere. It's like on The Simpsons. You hit you hit any uh any drawer, boom. False bottom. Gun comes out. Um America. Yeah. America. Anyway, moving on from the Jersey sponsorship garbage, we'll go to the newest captain of the Montreal Canadiens, the 31st captain, Nick Suzuki. Apparently, the youngest captain in Canadian history, or at least the, at the very least, second youngest. And, I mean, we've been talking about this all summer. It's pretty much, we all figured it was a, a guarantee 
but that didn't stop some people from being really upset that the Canadians slighted people like Brendan Gallagher for not being the captain because he's bled for that team for so many years. How can you not, you know, provide uh, a captaincy from within, you know, a guy who has been there, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's so many reasons why Gallagher was passed over. I'm not sure he really was passed over. I think they knew for quite a while it was going to be Suzuki. And, uh, I mean, we're core of the refs. Uh, he's injured all the time. Um, he's, he's probably 30. not, he's 30 and he's probably not going to last his contract. Um, so there, there's, there's a lot of reasons why, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If it was Gallagher, I'd be perfectly okay with Gallagher as captain. Um, but I think, uh, from everything I'm told by the players and that, and their interviews and stuff like that, including Gallagher, uh, Suzuki's been the captain since Shea Weber left, basically. Uh, he's been the guy leading the charge in the room. He's been the guy, uh, you know, doing the things that a captain's supposed to do with a hockey team. So, sure. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Uh, I know he now has to uh, miss the first half of the season so he can lose French, learn French before he can play. So uh, it's just between goes. each between each whistle, he's got to get his bicharel out and start. <laughs> Start doing everything right. Audiobook <laughs> Jason... Rosetta Stone. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he can only argue calls in French. Yeah. As the uh, resident francophone on the show, uh, that's bullshit. That that's wow. just the dumbest thing that is constantly thrown at us by separatists. And like I get it. You want the captain to be able to speak so he can talk to fans, but do you really need a like you got the owner who speaks French, you got the GM, the coach, uh, the, the captain's trying to learn some. I mean, you look at Saku Koivu, how much French did he know? Uh, he could say salut. And yeah, and he was beloved. Well, they haven't had a French captain since Pierre Turgeon. So let's let's really look at let's look at Dumfus. Dumfus. Yeah. Oh, Dumfus. I thought Turgeon was after Dumfus. Nope. Okay. Anyway, Dumfus then. So you're looking at what, 90s? 2000, I think, at the latest. So it's been over 20 years. Yeah. So let's, who cares? Who cares? You got your coach, like you said, you got your coach, you got your GM, you got your owner, you got everyone, all these people that speak French. Uh, Suzuki took French all through school. So it's not like he doesn't know any French. Uh, and he's I, apparently he's been doing it through, over the summer. Uh, you know, so what? Who cares? Like, get over it. You lost the plane to Abraham. Get over it. <laughs> I'm trying. I think I'm really, that, uh, really trying for the captaincy. For me, it was a three kind of a three horse race uh, between uh, him, Edmondson, and, and Gallagher. And now that is that's what's making up the leadership of the team. And uh, even though he's a young kid, still. Um, He's a very durable player. He's very durable. He's uh he's 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 growing into his body. He's uh, he's a, a big moment player. And even even with the season that he just had, it was very rare that you saw him take a shift off. He's also immune to COVID. So And he's immune, yeah, he's immune <laughs> to COVID as well. So well, if if I look I, at I think him, that's right, the biggest thing there. Yeah. What you said earlier, no, no, not the COVID thing, but what you said, Matt, earlier is that he he steps up when it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now, a lot of people are saying it should have been Gallagher. It should have been somebody else. Um, I wouldn't have been disappointed. The same thing as what Trek said. I wouldn't have been disappointed if it was Gallagher. I love Gallagher. He's a fantastic player and he's he's bled for the team. He's been there. He's a hard nosed guy. I do agree with his comment about uh, not really being liked by the refs and, uh, if we're already True. not getting the calls, if he's got the C on his chest, are we really gonna ever gonna call? <laughs> right? So and there'll probably be an, another call against after the fact after he's arguing it. So <laughs> um 
but when I look at Suzuki, I see uh, a young player, but that is very mature for his age. And he's going into his first year of this big contract. He's got something to prove. And I think so. And I think so does the team. And, and if you have Joel Edmondson on, on one side, you got Brendan Gallagher on the other, you can, you can, you can lean on them. You can grow as a leader with the, with them around you. You've got other guys in the locker room that have experience that have went to cup finals, etc., like Suzuki has, but have won a cup. Right. Um, and then you've got other guys that's, that's kind of a, a mismatch right now of, uh, let's just call them extra parts that want to show that they, uh, they want to show that they belong in the league. Guys like Doc, guys like Monaghan, guys like Dadnov, et cetera, that were more or less cast away by their teams. So yeah, I, think, I mean, so I think that he can be that guy that can be the voice in the locker room and, and be that, and be that guy. French, the, for the well, whole French thing that they've, everyone's been freaking out on. It's just, yeah, it's just people trying to try to talk for no reason. To be honest, it's not. It's not important. Well, the pl- the players themselves have been saying that you know he he is a voice for the team, but this is a kid that uh, yeah he's still a kid. He's twenty three, but as you mentioned, he has been the number one center of a team that went to the Stanley Cup final. So he's got experience. Uh, he steps up in the big games. Now he may not be putting up massive points even at his best when he hits his peak. But, you know, he, he's a guy that, like Joe Sackick, who stepped up in the playoffs, Suzuki can do that too. Not not that I'm comparing them points-wise or talent-wise, just that that ability to step up is there. Um, but during the regular season, he, he seems to have more of that uh, Jonathan Taze quality where he can be the one center, take the defensive responsibilities and and carry a leadership burden while being somewhat productive, but not, not a point per game kind of guy, but someone who can, he's a Jack of all trades kind of centerman. Uh, And for those who wanted Gallagher or Edmondson to be captain, I mean, I can understand why, and, and you covered some of that, but what good would it be to name one of them when you have to find a new captain within two years? Because Edmondson's, yeah, exactly. His contract's up. He's already in trade and uh, trade rumors now. Teams are lining up trying to get him. So maybe he's gone sooner. Gallagher, like you said, Matt, I don't. I agree. I don't think he's going to finish his contract in Montreal. And you've got a guy who's 23 years old, who's basically the face of the franchise and fits with the age group of the young core. So right. he can grow with that core. So he, yeah, he, he needs to learn more about leadership, but as the team improves, he's learning about the leadership. So when he's ready, the team's going to be ready. And then, you know, they got that synergy, kind of like uh, Landiscott with Colorado. Right. right. And, and right now I think that they have the the right management group in and the right, especially the right coach that uh that can that can be there for him i believe if it would have been say still john ducharme or something like that it would be it'd be quite the issue could have been could have right? been it all depends if they told don ducharme what they really wanted to do with the team or not and then he could have changed his coaching so i actually believe that i actually believe that don ducharme i know i'm getting on to something different i believe he was thought they wanted to win and that's what he was trying to do every time and there was no with the with the change of management and everything going on there was no uh it wasn't given a direction and uh no he wasn't so anyway that has I, nothing to do with everything but yeah, i'm right gonna now, give go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. i was gonna say right now suzuki and blaney hit the nail on the head they're lining him up to be the captain when they hit their stride and we're now contenders and our captain's already ready to go so right. It, it works out. I think Edmondson's going to be the big uh, second guy there. He was the guy that was taking all the rookies out to dinners. He was the guy that was – he was the music guy. He was the guy that was uh, planning events off ice uh, in, uh, in uh, different cities and that for the players to uh, get together and gel. So I think he, he's going to be a good guy there. But like you said, Blaine, what was the point of making him captain when – 
two years or less, he's gone. So. Yeah, and it just brings up that whole soap opera garbage with, you know, language again. Because if Gallagher's picked, we're still having that language debate. If Edmondson is picked, still got it. Hell, they could throw Paul Byron in. And Paul Byron's mother is a Francophone, and he speaks French. And they would still complain. No, absolutely they would. Absolutely they would. Because he's not fluent enough. It would have to be Jonathan. It would have to be Jonathan Drouin, and then they complain because now you're picking the laziest French guy on the team to be the captain, or really? the guy that they're going to trade. Yeah, who who on the team? Who what? I mean, besides Drouin and Byron, who's French on the team? Savard. Savard. David Savard. Yeah. Sorry. And you Forgot know he's the... staying with the team for the remainder of his contract. Forgot all about David Savard. <laughs> Stanley Cup champion, David Savard. Actually, one of the best, better defensemen under Martin St. Louis, David Savard. I think Mike Matheson's going to take us, uh, take his job there. Mike Matheson's just Jeff Petrie on the left side. That's right. <laughs> and for, I'm just going to, I was going to throw this out here before we move on. Um, for all the people that tried to make the tweet that I put out about the whole um, French language not being important and trying to turn it into something else, um, just just don't. You you knew what I was trying, right? You knew what I was trying to say. Yeah. I was saying the guy, the guys, let the guy play hockey, let the guy develop. Let, he's twenty three years old. I didn't mean it as I'm anti-French or I'm anti-this or anti-that. So there was a comment that was on there. It said, well, what would you think of uh, new Canadians coming into Canada and not speaking the official language? I'm like, this has nothing to do with this. So like just for, for Twitter and social media, like be better people. You know what I was talking about. Was I'm, so... try- I'm trying not to drop F-bombs because we're live. <laughs> and I'm trying to be a better person. <laughs> so stop that. <laughs> that that no. comment, I saw that comment. And it was so stupid and so uh, non... It, it had nothing to do with what you were talking about. It was so completely yeah. off base. So I responded with, how would you like your coffee table to be glass instead right. of wood? Right. Like, it's just that random. All right, and then there's comments off of that that branched off. It's oh, got yeah. nothing to do with hockey, and I'm just, yeah, I talk about hockey. It's, it's what I do, right? So it's just internet trolls being internet trolls, right? Matt, I literally did. pretty sure I'm going <laughs> to get a Twitter shitstorm about how xenophobe I am because yeah. you know I mentioned an actual historical fact. Right. <laughs> there's a lot of people on Google right now. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you mispronounce names. You're clearly a xenophobe now. You clearly. are Don Cherry's reincarnated self, even though he's should, still around. I should be on CBC right now. You should. Yeah. You and Rex Murphy just chucking <laughs> shit at each other. Rex Murphy. <laughs> like, I can't stand to look at that guy. <laughs> He's the scariest person I've ever seen. You put a giant clown wig on on your dog. That's Rex Murphy. That's actually a fact. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to move on from this randomness to talk a little bit about the rookie camp that's starting up this week. Uh, Matt, you tweeted out the lineup. Why don't you give us uh, give us a heads up on the lineup? So we have a lineup, which is going to be 28 players, uh, 15 forward, 10 defensemen and three goaltenders. And I believe there's four that were on there as a tryout basis. Uh, not going to name everybody on the list, but uh, some of the ones that are going to definitely stand out to, uh, to fans are um, Emil Heinemann, who just came over in a trade uh, with the Flames. Right, that was the Toffoli yeah, trade. That was the Toffoli trade. trade. Um, he was injured most of last year. Right, Philip Mashar, who just came, who just was just picked in the uh, in the first round. Uh, Jan Mishak, who has been around, seems to be for many seasons now, but he's going to be there and uh, uh, playing big for the uh, the World Juniors for the Czech Republic. Uh, Joshua Roy, that just uh, won a gold medal with Team Canada. 
obviously Slavkovsky is going to be there. Everybody knows about him. Uh, and then on defense, uh, we've got Justin Barron, Johnny Fairbrother, Caden Gooley, Jordan Harris, Norlander, uh, Arbor Jackey. And the only goaltender that's in the Canadians organization that's actually going to be there is uh, Joel Verbeck. The other two are on uh, tryout. Um, and it'll be worth knowing that Verbeck is with the Canadians organization, but he's on an AHL only deal. Now, looking at that lineup, uh, there's a couple of names that are, you know, a little bit odd to some people that may not know who they are. So there's John Parker Jones. So he was a right wing defenseman with Peterborough. Right. Who played U sports uh, this past season? He's six foot seven. Yeah. He's a 220 scrappy. some odd pounds. Yeah. He's yeah. a scrappy guy. Yeah. So the, it looks to me like the Canadians are adding a little bit of muscle to help protect some of the young guys during this tournament because a lot of t- we all remember what happened to Jake Evans. So putting in a little bit of muscle on the lineup to protect Jake Evans, probably a good idea. Yeah. And if he does well enough, why not sign him to an AHL deal? Who gives a crap? Yeah, or even put him, him in Twitter, give or, him a even, or even ask him to go to Trois Rivières or something, right? If yeah, that's yeah, that's one option. Yeah, they're going to have some muscle there with Jacky though. Jacky not going to fuck yes. around. <laughs> he doesn't play. He doesn't play tough. He plays mean. He just he, play, he is yeah. hateful, hateful. He, he is, and yeah. I love it. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. He's an eighties, nineties defenseman. That's what yeah. he is. With uh, 2018-ish mobility? Correct, yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh, well, you all got, you guys all know how much I love Arbor Jack guys. So I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, uh, to his horn all day long. Now, Logan yeah. Mayu's on that list, but he's out <laughs> that hurt. That came out wrong. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of tooting horns, uh, Logan yeah. Mayu's hurt. Yeah. Uh, he is going to be uh, on the roster, but he's just going to hang around. They're going to deal with his shoulder. Uh, another name that I find a little interesting is uh, Jared Davidson. He's the overager they drafted in the fifth round this past draft. He was the captain over in Seattle, I believe. He was in, it's Seattle, in the yeah. WHL. Yeah, and he scored something like 40 goals this this past yeah, season. 42 and 47, yeah. So it looks to me like he was brought in kind of like that Nate Schnarr idea where they're bringing in a young uh, two-way capable centerman with some little bit of offense in the lower le- lower levels to see what he does. And it brings a lot of depth to Laval. So I'm really interested to see how he goes up against uh, the others in this prospect tournament. Yeah. I can see him going back to Seattle. He's already uh, – same thing as um, – um, can, 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 yeah, it was Riley Kidney can go back as well. He has to. Right. Unless so, he makes the NHL. Right. So like Riley Kidney, like Riley Kidney um, just played his uh, first preseason game the other day. And, and so did, and so did Davidson. Davidson scored a couple goals, I think. And then Kidney put up like three assists or something like that. So it's going to be good. Um, it's going to be a good experience for them either way. And if they can come out unscathed, which is going to be good to have guys like Parker Jones, Jack, et cetera, around, um, I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good uh, opportunity for, for them to to bring it back to their teams in the, uh, in the queue with the WHL, et cetera. But I'm looking at the, like right now I'm looking at the roster and there's going to be guys that everyone's going to be watching. It's left off. is obviously going to be one of them, but uh, I'm looking at the defense more than anything because the biggest question mark this season is, is really the defense of the Canadians. They're still talking about, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I look at the list and I see some capable defensemen on there that are going to be on the team to start the season or very likely going to be um, in, in Baron, Gooley, Harris, Norlander, and Jack Eye. And I, yeah. I, I, some, some people are, some people are saying, Oh, you know, pump the brakes when it comes to a guy like Jack Eye. He's just coming out of junior, et cetera. This is a guy that, got his tryout or got it had a tryout last year and then all of a sudden came out with a contract and he was very impressive going up and up into that point that a lot of fans or a lot of fans were saying give this guy a contract and we've seen uh, we've seen some of his fights we've seen some of his goals we've seen that, that his mobility for such a big man i like i'm gonna say he's a uh, 
a dark horse, like a dark horse to make the team out of camp. The issue with that is they only have so many spots on the left side. So, uh, and you know, Harris and Gooley are going to be the guys they're going to want there. More than I'm a huge, I'm a huge Jack Eye fan. I would love to see Jack Eye, but they're not going to leave one of these young guys as the seventh defenseman. Right. Um, so what I think is going to happen, and Blaine and I talked about this while you were vacationing out in the uh, <laughs> desert. Um, I think you're, since they're all waiver exempt, you're going to see, I think, a uh, rotation. You're going to see Gooley in for a couple weeks, Harrison for a couple weeks. It could happen. Could happen. Jack yeah. I in, maybe Jack I in for a couple weeks, and then they go to, you know, that's what I think. Unless school, unless one of them really blows the socks off in the preseason and that, they're like, holy crap, this guy's ready to go. Right. Uh, if anyone, I think that would be Gooley. Um, would you say that? Would you say that Barron has the upper hand just because he's a right-hander? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked good when he played last year. Yeah. The nine games he played, he looked really good. He he didn't look out of place. Right. Uh, but you got Schooneman. Schooneman can play both sides, and he can That's play right. both sides well. I know Marty St. Louis likes to keep his defense on the side they're supposed to be on. Uh, you got Edmondson who can play both sides, although I doubt he will. Um, so I think you're going to see Schooneman as your seventh defenseman. And uh, just so the fact that if Barron's in, I don't think you're going to see two rookies in at the same time. That's all. Right. Jordan Harris is another defenseman who has played a lot of time on his off wing. So yeah, he can cover the right D spot as well. So the, it, that still fits with the rotation plan, in my opinion. Uh, if they have to move one to the right side and shift Barron in and out too, they're still rotating these guys in and out. They're going to yeah. give them all NHL time to develop. And I don't think a rotation with Laval is, is going to hurt them. All. No, no. Right. And you got, but yet what they have to do is play these guys in the situations that they want to play mm-hmm. them. Like, don't just bring Gooley in and all he does is play five on five. If you want him on the power play, put him out on the power play. If you want him penalty killing, put him out penalty killing. Same with Harris. Uh, same with Barron. It, put these guys where you want them to play. And same with Slipkowski and whoever makes the forward line, although it's pretty slim pickings to make only one guy I think is going to make, although I like to see Yolonen make the team, but I think only one guy is going to make the team just based on there's no room. Right. Um, but same with Slavoski. If you're going to play him in the NHL, play him in every situation that you think he, you want him to play in the future. Right. Like if you look at like if you look at the the, the camp list, uh, even though there's some impressive names there, the guys that have uh, played very well at the junior level and in, in Kidney and in uh, Joshua Adwai and even like Xavier Semino, those kind of guys. The only guy that I see on that list that's going to make the that's going to make the jump is Slavkovsky. And my second is an outside chance. For the NHL? Yeah. As a call-up, maybe later in the season. Yeah, as sure. a call-up. As a call-up, yeah. But like a guy that could break in opening night. Yeah, but yeah, you got to look for that. You got to look at Jesse Yolanin and a couple, uh, right. Raf, Raphael Harvey Pinard. Like yeah. those guys there at this rookie camp, they're, yes, yeah, Sopkowski, yes. Uh, but everyone else, you're kind of, even Messer, who's a first round pick, you're not going to see. I don't. I, to be honest, I haven't seen enough of Messer to really say one way or the other. But I, like I don't to, think. I, I kind of hope that he comes over to the uh, the OHL. Well, yeah, Kitchener could use him. Yeah. yeah, he could. Yeah, Kitchener could use him. I think he'd do well there. But I think he might be better served to play in Laval. Right. They He's already played both. pro. Yeah, they yeah, want them has, both to play. Has, yeah. yeah. They want them oh, both yeah. to play in the age in the in the and he signed to, and he signed to a deal so he can actually go right to yeah. control. Right. Right. Now they want them both um, to play in North America. So it's gonna be right. one or the other. And and I'm looking at this lineup here for the rookie tournament, and it might be the best one we've seen in the last decade. Because uh, going over the names, I'm counting. I I see 12 players here on the list that could that should be able to make the NHL play a few games at the very least. You know, from a cup of coffee to a full career, there's 12 guys there. That I say, there's I haven't seen that before with the Canadians. I say there's at least 10 that can have an NHL career. I'm not saying they're going to be stars. I'm saying they're going to play yeah. 200 to five, at least 200 NHL games uh, easily. Uh, I'd say there might be 10. one star. Might be one, but well, overall, if you can't, 
I think there's at least two stars. I think some elite talent, not we're not talking McDavid and Makar. We're talking Gooley could end up being like a Weber type player. Uh, uh, so you're I talking some, like guys who can make all-star teams that level guys guys who can make all-star teams guys who can you know every other team's gonna say man i wish i had that guy on my team right i'm not talking you know maybe in talks for norris but not really you know what i mean when it comes to Gooley. um same with slavoski i think slavoski make the all-star i think if slavoski turns out to be what the Habs hope he can be him caulfield suzuki can be one of the best lines in the nhl and for a long time because they're very young. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, when you get, it, I think that could be a Marshawn, uh, Bergeron, uh, uh, Pasternak type line. You know, I'd like. There's a line I'd like to see. I know we're going off topic a little bit here, but I would love to see Slavkovsky, Doc, and Anderson on a line. The muscle line. The da line. <laughs> Atta, duck, duck Atta boy. <laughs> uh, that's the sound be, the other team makes when they hit the boards. That would be a imagine that with Gooley and Jack Eye on the uh, playing defense, all five of those guys on the ice. It's a lot of beef. Ooh. Ooh. Just get Aaron Dell to go in nets, and you got uh, – There's your muscle. <laughs> there's your muscle in nets. You're, you're good to go. That's your enforcer. Yeah. <sighs> Bring back Ray. Oh, man. Dead. Well, you're right, but uh, going back to the rookies, <laughs> uh, Blaine, you're right about uh, this being a, a deeper group. Yeah, I said it. You're right, yeah. Um, Tell my wife. Yeah. <laughs> she should be watching. The, we're live right now. She should be watching. Um, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you're right about it being a deep group, and it's 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 uh it's unfortunate that Mayu is still um is still injured. Like I know that the you know the everyone out is everyone's still out to get him. I'm not going to get into any of that. Um, it's it, but it is too bad that he's not going to be able to to take in the the workouts and, and be there on the ice and everything because we saw the sample size of games that he played, but the twelve that he played, he put up nine points and he looked pretty dominant every time he was on the ice. Um, but I'm looking at some guys that uh, really that are more or less diamonds in the rough. Uh, guys like Joshua Roy, who who is a, a top pick in the queue, and then all of a sudden he just dropped and dropped, and, and, and last season he put up 119 points. Uh, or a guy like, um, which, I, which I've liked what they've done over the last few seasons, up a guy like Harvey Pennard in the seventh round, or picking up a guy like um, 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 Semino in the you know sixth seventh round, and then this year it was Tornigay, which is a a guy that if uh, if he can put up the numbers that he's putting up in the queue offensively from the back end, he could turn into a you know a, even a power play specialist later down later down the, his career. Even if all those three guys just become career AHL players, what that that's still a good use of those picks because right. they provide they provide support and depth at that level that the more likely NHL players that are going to be coming through the system will need to back them up as they develop up right. the ranks. Right. So that's still good good use of the draft pick. Um, I'm looking at this Canadians team right now, and I haven't had the opportunity to go through the other teams' rosters. Um, but right now, like the Canadians are going to play as we record. Obviously, for the people that are obviously watching live, you know what the date is. Um, but it's uh, it's it's you know it's Tuesday the thirteenth. They play or the yeah Tuesday the thirteenth. They play their first game on Thursday, so we're going to see them play the Buffalo Sabers at seven o'clock Eastern. Uh, then the mm-hmm. Devils, and then on the Sunday they play uh, Ottawa at noon Eastern. So other t- so you look at those, uh, you look at those rosters, and you look at the, you you've got some pretty pretty good players on those teams as well that have been drafted over the last few years. So it should be some good yeah. hockey. Well, I mean, does it really matter? 
the Leafs prospects aren't there. So it's, is it's not really much competition. Sure. It's just the low level bottom feeding teams, you know, with no prospects. It's not like the Leafs. I mean, you ask Edinburgh and Leafs, there, there's no contest, yeah. none. <laughs> but uh, for anyone wondering, uh, for those games on the 15th, 16th, and 18th for the Canadians, uh, they will be streamed on the Canadians' digital platform. So on their website, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever platform that you use. I think the, I don't know if they're going to be putting it on Twitch, but uh, it could be. It could be. But either way, all the major uh, social media platforms, they're going to stream the games. So if you want to watch, it's there. So that's good news. Yeah. And it'll Hockey's be worth, back. It's this yeah. week. And it'll be worth noting it's uh, the Laval coaching staff that's going to be running all this. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to get a good um, idea of maybe some of the guys that they're going to be seeing later on in the season. Or right away, obviously. Clearly, so they're stately. I came down yeah. from, from Denver, right? Had a pretty good career in Denver, and he's uh, signed his AHL deal. I, yeah, uh, him and Lucas uh, Lucas Condotta, I think, are going to add a little bit of um, size and skill down the wing in Laval. So that, again, <clears throat> Laval is looking better this year than they did last year. And last year, they made the Eastern Conference Final. Right. Condotta played in the playoffs last year for Laval. He did, yeah. And uh, Yan Mystack will be in Laval this year. So that's, I think, a big pickup for them. He could end up being their number one center, depending on uh, how he plays. Um, Primo and Nets, uh, the defense. I think it's the defense that they got to really look at to see. uh, Um, uh, Rotation. And then on the right side, you've got um, uh, who the the name escapes me. They signed him uh, as a free agent this summer. Oh, uh, they signed, uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> Former first round pick. Right. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of a first it's, round pick. I know Madison it's Bowie. killing me. I know they're running Madison Bowie. Bowie. They got yeah. Madison Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. He's a former first round pick. Is he? I did not know yep. that. And then uh, Otto Leskinen's back too. That's true. Right. Yeah, Otto Leskinen's back. Uh, Mattias Norlander will probably spend most of his time down in Laval. Right, hopefully um, Fairbro- Fairbrother's back and he's healthy and he looked – Fairbrother. Uh, he's another guy that's kind of underrated, especially on the uh, on the physical side. But well, the they, Canadians it, it, also it, brought – Go ahead, sorry. Uh, yeah, they uh, they also brought back uh, Alex Belzeal. Right. And so he might he might play center, but he's usually a wing. That's the captain there. Um hasn't been announced yet, but let's be honest with, without Willette. Yeah. Uh, But they did sign Mitchell Stevens as a center. And I think he is likely to be the number one center, which to me is fine. You bring my sack in and you let him kind of ease his way into that top six role. Uh, Nate Schnarr is still there playing a two-way game. He's very solid at the AHL level. So the Canadians are looking pretty good with the rocket. At center, Stapley's also someone who can play center. Uh, I don't know. Cameron Hillis is on the roster, but I think he's going to end up a twenty guy. You know what? I'm I, I'm okay with some of these guys going down to Trois Rivieres because it's uh, if you can go down there as a few players, then you learn. You can and then go up maybe to the next level with that player, et cetera. I think I think having Trois Rivieres has just been very good for the organization. Some guys jump, possibly make that jump. Having that double A program, having that double A program, I think makes a big difference. They've got this. Uh, there's no, uh, there's no salary cap for the minor leagues for the Canadians. So they can sign guys to as many AHL deals as they want for as however much money as they want for the AHL. And they can stack those teams to really support their young players. So if it means some of them have to go to the Tuativiad, at, at the very least, it provides them an opportunity to play meaningful minutes in a professional setting. Agreed. 
Now, I think that pretty much exhausts everything we were going to talk about uh, that we discussed beforehand. Um, Treg, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I want to thank Curtis Alt, Elizabeth Mullen, Peggy Smith, Danielle Rash for all watching us on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> so Matt's yes, mom's watching. Hi, my Matt's mom, mom is watching. Hi. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I, I just want to throw that out. And also I want to throw it out uh, liftoffapparel.ca. Uh, if you want to get uh, workout clothes for men and women, uh, use our uh, use our code unfiltered and you get 15% off. Yeah, so go to the website, havesunfilter.net. We've got links to uh, to our affiliates. There's promo codes there. So seatgiant.ca, you can save 35% off of your uh, purchases there. Uh, you can, uh, Boxing Rock Breweries, if you're in the Nova Scotia, New Brunswick area, there's savings there. I've got, hey, if you you hit me with a follow, maybe I give you a, a free 12-pack of boxing rock you never know um what else uh hockey uh yeah no name hockey you there's a link there habs 10 you go to their website you can buy custom-made equipment custom-made sticks uh, i use this equipment it's really really good several of my uh my beer league teammates now support the company and uh it has really helped out our more talented players score a few more goals which helps offset what i do which is not score I was going to say, don't watch Blaine before you buy anything from, because, uh, yeah. I look good, but I look good. Uh, debatable. <laughs> debatable. You look good with your helmet mask on. When you put the, when yeah, you put the it, full cage yeah. on, you look better. Yeah. I want to be clear. I don't mean this. Oh, oh okay. okay, I mean, okay. Yeah, the clothing. Yeah. I got you. Now, uh, Matt, our conquering hero back from Kuwait, do you have any final thoughts? Yes. So obviously good to be back on the show. And I just want to give a shout out to my cousin, uh, Preston Lounsbury. Uh, he was named to the opening roster of the Monk the Wildcats. So uh, congratulations, Preston. Uh, all your hard work has paid off and uh, hope to see you on the ice uh, for a game when I'm, uh, when I'm home for, uh, for Christmas. Christmas, you're not going to come sooner? We'll see. I've got all this beer here. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right. For me, I just want to thank everybody who's taken time out of their day to watch us live, especially Matt's mom, Peggy. Still our favorite. <laughs> you're still our favorite mom Smith. that likes us. The yeah. mom that likes us. She's still the best Smith out of this group. It's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for listening. For those who listen to our podcast uh, on Spotify, Apple, just keep hit, keep hitting those likes, subscribe, YouTube, you know, tell your friends, hey, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Um, we don't do any crazy contests just yet, but maybe, just maybe, if more people come out, we could probably find some stuff to do. Matt's here now. We can. He he's willing to do crazy stunts. I will do a whole episode with my shirt on. <laughs> Finally, yeah. But no, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. And remember, if you're talking about it, so are we. <laughs> Do 
did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.